and welcome back to our latest podcast in the Tap Talks HR series. This time we're talking to Dave Milner, known as the HR Curator, about why is employee experience so important in today's workplace? Thanks for coming here today, Dave. Absolute pleasure. And so, employee experience, um, hot topic at the moment. Um, what's the latest from your? Well, I, I think it's it is a hot topic, and it and it's a hot topic because it's about organisations having to think differently about how they connect with their employees, and I think that for me is the the fundamental issue and challenge that organisations have. It's almost taking engagement to another level, I guess. And so, obviously, from my point of view, I think about employee experience, but I also talk about employee engagement quite a lot, and they kind of overlap a lot in conversations. From your point of view, do you, where do you see the difference between them? They, they are definitely complementary. There's no doubt about that. I think when I think about engagement, my, my, I immediately look at this is the employee's view of the organisation. So they're giving you feedback about their strategy, about their leaders, about their managers about maybe some of the policies relating to learning, pay, whatever. So I think all of those things are, are critically important and will continue to be important as, as we move forward. I think the research that I have seen that's been done seems to focus on employee experience in terms of the employee's view of their job. In other words, what are the things that they do in their job which then start to become really important to them? Now, probably a lot of people listening to this podcast will say, well, you know, in our current survey, we do ask some questions about the job and, and that's great. But I think what is starting to emerge is that the, the focus between the organisation and what it's like to work on the job are now starting to become two intrinsically linked but different elements. So if I think of employee experience, I, I think it's it sort of is thinking around things such as you know, I want to be part of a team. What's it like in my team? Um, I like to do work that's quite important and has some meaning. So what is, you know, is, is your job just very process orientated or has it got a lot of variety? I always feel that people will want to have a job where they feel as if they can accomplish something and get things done. Is that something that you feel when you're in your job? And, you know, happiness is an overused word, but, you know, do you, do you, do you feel good about your job? Do you feel good about when you leave, you know, at the end of the day? Oh, it's been quite a good day. I've enjoyed today, whatever it may be. And I think the key for me is that do the employees have an energy and an enthusiasm that, you know, enables them to deliver what you want? And, and I think if you then have somebody who is both engaged and is having a great experience at work, for me, that's the passionate employee. And I think everybody wants... A passionate employee in their workforce. It's interesting because if I listen to what you're saying there, almost every single word you're saying is some kind of emotive word. And I think we, we get so stuck on the numbers of engagement that actually when you're talking about employee experience, suddenly it's moving very much into the human part. Yes. And, and I think, you know, I've been involved in engagement surveys for longer than I wish to give credit to. But but I, I, measuring engagement is not the same thing as engaging employees. I, and I think that's really important. You know, engagement tends to be a score or a series of dimensions with a series of scores. But engagement is an emotional connection between the organization, its leaders, its managers, and its employees. And obviously how it employ, how the employees 
emotionally connect with their peers and the people that they work with in their team. So I think we need to think very carefully about surveys which are quite rational, logical, analytically database, which is great. But the actual process of emotion it is of engagement is an emotional connection. And, and you're not going to lift your scores just by doing A and B and C. You need to get a more of emotional connection. And that, I think, is the thing that organizations are struggling with and have struggled with for a number of years. And, and that's interesting. I was at uh, a HR event recently and, and there was one presenter who was talking about the evolution from diversity as a numbers game to inclusion, which was a bit more emotive, but then on to belonging. And so it's almost belonging was almost totally an emotional state. So thinking about the employee experience, I think there's a real overlap there between the two. So, so what what do you think businesses can do to kind of raise that level of emotive belonging or, or the experience of the employee? Yeah, I, I think from an organizational point of view, I think we need to start thinking about a number of things, okay? So the first thing I would be thinking about is the jobs that people do. I described experience as being about the employee's views of the job. So how are we designing those jobs? Are we are we designing them with a, the fact that they will just be a completely repetitive thing that some people may do? Or are there certain jobs that have a lot of variety? So are we thinking about what the motivational drivers are of people when we're looking at jobs? I'm not convinced that we are. I, I think an overused word, but I think a really important word is trust. You know, the trust that exists between the employees and the organization. I think, what is it that the organization is doing to build that trust? And yes, that is a localized um, sort of micro engagement thing, if you like, between leaders and managers and the employees. But there's also a lot of trust in terms of, I think we're going in the right direction. I believe in what this organization stands for. Underneath it all is a trust. And, and I think that's quite important. Um, I think all of, and empowerment and having a view and being listened to, I think is also a critical thing that organizations need to get their head around. And that, that does not mean having more pulse surveys, sentiment analysis, analyzing and paralyzing. Don't get me wrong, that part of any survey is important, but it's not going to emotionally connect people. So we need to turn this data into an insight that's meaningful for managers, leaders, and teams. And I think that's quite important. And I think all the good basic stuff of leadership then starts to come into play. Recognition, feedback, having the opportunities to improve. You know, some people want to grow into, you know, the next big leader. Some people just want to have a job where they feel fulfilled and feel that they're you know, having a good experience at work. So I think those are some of the things that organizations can do. And, and obviously HR has a critical part to play in that, but I think the role of HR is, is about challenging the organization to think in a different way. And, and I think that is the challenge HR has got to somehow get around. And that could mean, yes, using data to create insights that say if you do this do you you know do you understand that it could raise productivity have a better customer experience 
but it's reliant upon the employee having a good experience at work. So I think we need to think cleverly about how we can use data that connects leaders and fulfills their, their requirements, but also is underpinned by what we're trying to do in terms of making this a great place to work. And there was so much there, Dave. I've been Sorry. scribbling down while you've been talking. I do so, apologise. Uh, but it's, it's, I'm, I was just thinking um, of, of where we're moving forward in, in kind of roles, because obviously technology is coming along, taking away some tasks that people yep. normally do. And the analogy is, uh, to me is, is that aeroplane when you walk on it and you either turn left or turn right. These days, if you turn right, almost everything's now automated from ordering a ticket to checking in and everything. If you turn left, it's really high-touch customer service. But you can tell when you fly on different airlines that how the service you get is directly related to how great that employee feels that day in work. Yes. And I think that comes back to employee experience. Yes. So it's connecting the customer experience back to the employee experience, and there's a causal link between the two. Undoubtedly. So. And, and I think that's where the role of data analytics is important but not to the point where you know it's about we need to increase the score by two by this time next year who cares if the you know the employees can fill in a survey and tell you whatever you want to hear you know and and i think what it is is if if you see the behavior and the attitude of employees changing or remaining the same or doing exactly what you want that for me is success because you know having a great experience at work does rely upon having engagement, upon leadership, upon infrastructure, all the good things that are in place. But unless the employee feels it, it's not going to happen. And that's why I, I think this experience thing, it, it, may, it may sound a little conceptual, but I don't think it is. It's just basically saying, think about what it's like in your job. What are the bits you like? What are the bits you don't like? You know, robots are not coming to take all our jobs away. And as you said, I think robots are coming to take some of our tasks away. So that means for me, that's a great opportunity for us to do the stuff that's interesting, as opposed to, you know, everybody doing those bits of the job that you really don't like and will always leave to the end of the day because they just don't appeal to you. So I think there's a lot of change and dynamics going on. And I think we need to think about, you know, infrastructure, HR practices, what we are going to do in terms of challenging managers and leaders, but also thinking a little bit about, you know, we've got different people coming into the workforce who've maybe got different expectations. And so how do we fulfill those people who, you know, they're not like me, they haven't been around for years, and I'm probably more accepting of command control type of behaviour. Probably the, the youngsters today don't like that. So we need to think about how can we empower them? How can we make them feel more accountable? And this all comes back to designing the jobs and using your word purpose, making them feel there's a purpose for what they're doing. And that's interesting because I was going to come back to that point about the jobs because I have heard, um, and this is going to be a tough question, I'm sorry, or for, for me it is anyway, people talk about bringing variety into job roles and making them less repetitive. But I'm sure there's some HR practitioners listening now thinking that's all very well and good but actually, where do I start? Because actually, if you make the job repetitive, therefore the skill level has to be slightly lower in that employee. Therefore, I don't have to pay as much on my learning and development, and therefore I hit my targets and my costs. Yeah. So how do we start increasing the variety in roles and making it a better experience for our employees? I think 
I know there are some there are some pilots that have been done, and I can't say in which organisations because mm-hmm. I'd be breaking a confidence. But I, I know that there have been pilots undertaken where they've been looking at what what I would call self empowered teams, where there are no job descriptions. There are merely a team description and a team purpose as to what they're there to do, and there's no individual bonus. It's a team bonus. It's a team commitment and and I think what it's saying is that if people have particular capabilities and, and requirements or skills then they the team can sort it out themselves now that requires a different type of colleague team member I get that but you know wouldn't that be nice if just to throw that into the pot from a future of work perspective that could be a very efficient way of doing things because you may actually need less people, particularly if you've got automation that's effectively taking some of those roles. And then you may well find that there's opportunities to self-learn, learn off others, but within a working environment where you're still delivering the stuff that's needed. I don't know. that I'll just throw that into the pot. I, I think the underlying principle is that we need to think outside the box. We need to think outside the boundaries that we are imposing on ourselves. Because automation is bringing us opportunities and if we just think it's going to replace people then we're missing those opportunities and that's that's super interesting and i'm thinking of multiple things as you're saying that firstly uh, i'm thinking i work for a korean organization and um in their their home country in, in south korea they didn't really have job job descriptions um, they just went and worked for a team and you did what was needed within that team um, which also makes me think if you, you've got these kind of autonomous little teams coming together it's more about the skills you bring rather than the job description you have so yes. it's about developing those skills um, but also I'm thinking about tap solutions ourselves and the one thing I love about tap solutions we're, we're a smaller entity we're, we're not a massive global conglomerate yet um, but actually everyone within the team does more than they're, what they're there to do. They all muck in and we all deliver. So the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So actually, and because of that, it's a very, it's a great experience. So it's almost like you, I can see you create the experience because it's almost like you're creating a small business. Yes, within that's right. a large You business. see, and there, that's where you therefore have your belonging, your purpose, your achievement, your happiness, enthusiasm. That starts to become something that is self-managed. And the role of the manager then becomes a different role you know, more of a coach, which we've been talking about for years, but we know that very few managers really do it well. So, you know, it, it starts to make roles different, more interesting, more challenging. It means we need to be challenging the business in how we design the jobs and how we design the roles. But there are organizations that are trying these things out. You know, it doesn't have to be the big holacracy or the hierarchy or all these huge things that have had a lot of publicity over the last two or three years. You know, small project teams can make a huge difference. And, and maybe that's, you know, one of the things that we need to think of in terms of how we design the organisation and how we design these sort of pilots. And I suppose from a HR practitioner point of view, the, the thing there goes back to your list of things you were saying before, and one of those was trust. Yes. It's almost like you, you have to remove some of the process and the structure to allow and trust the team that they will still deliver 
to allow them to have great experience. Correct. I mean, HR stands for human, human resources. We seem to have been a lot of PR, process of resources, for a long time. So I think we need to go back to the, we're, we're about humans, we're about people, we're about making sure that people feel excited about what they're doing and why they're doing it. And, and I think, you know, we need to go back to basics here because I think we've just got immersed in processes and practices, which are incredibly important, don't get me wrong, but we're here to make sure that the employee delivers productivity, growth, business results. You know, that's what leaders want. We just need to make sure that we're doing it using all the techniques that we know work or at least can explore with, with business leaders. The silence there is because I know I could continue this conversation for another hour, but our listeners would be saying that's not a podcast. That's actually a, like basically a, a studio recording for a film. So we're at the end of our time now, Dave, but I think it's great where you summed up saying we're not PR, we're HR. It's not about process, it's about the human. It's actually about how can we instill the, that emotive happiness back into our teams and everything and yeah. um, probably we had when we were small yeah companies. it's about the passion people inevitably are passionate when they join an organization and we're very good at whittling it away and losing that and, and we need to make sure that we have leaders and managers who are i call them talent magnets you know they're a, they attract people to them because they want to work for them and we need to think differently about how leaders managers and employees work in the in the future Dave, as always, it's been a great pleasure having you on one of our Tap Talks HR podcasts. Thank you very much for bringing all that insight. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks. And, and thanks, everyone, for listening uh, to these Tap Talks HR podcasts. Do share your feedback um, on the platform that you listen on and, and follow us on social media or at tapsolutions.com. Thanks very much and bye for now. <laughs>